Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. o'clock. Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. Are there too many bowl games? We'll have the Cure Bowl today, by the way, one o'clock. Um, I, I go back and forth on this. I, I, I always find myself at times thinking, yeah, there's probably too many. But then I sit there and I'm like, thank goodness the the Jiffy Lube Bowl is on or whatever. So, As I plop down and watch two teams that I may have seen one of them play part of a game one time during the season. In passing. Yeah, or some you know, some some action team or something like that where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this. And, I, and I'm glad that we've got it. So I, I tend so, to think, no, we don't have... Too many bowl games. I was trying to find because I think what adds the the sort of spice to the number of bowl games and the list is not necessarily the name of the bowl game, but the sponsors that are attached yeah. on the front and back end of it. Because that's what gives it that I don't want to say comedic edge, but that's kind of what makes it a little absurd. Right, so like, like the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. So, so this this is a complete list. This is courtesy of BowlSeason.com, which kind of looks like how a college athletics website layout looks. Right, like very similar to like what CMU's website does. So you have the for today, the hometown lenders Bahamas Bowl, because nothing screams Bahamas like. Mortgage lenders. And college football. You have the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl today on the team, 1 o'clock. Wasabi Fenway Bowl. The Cricket Celebration Bowl. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Stifle. The Lending Tree Bowl. The, oddly enough, not sponsored New Mexico Bowl. The Frisco Bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, RL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That one makes sense because they're a defense contractor. Sure. Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, the Quick Lane Bowl, the Camellia Bowl, the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl, the Birmingham Bowl from Ticketmaster, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, and so on and so forth. That's not even half the list. But then you have these these all-time, like, really bad bowl game names. All-time. To me, the the one that always resonates is the Polon Weed Eater Independence Bowl. The... Come again. The pull on. Pull on. Weed eater. Wheat eater. Weed eater. Weed eater. Weed. 
the Poulon, or Poulon, sorry, Poulon. It's the Poulon. The Poulon Weed Eater Independence Poll. Lawn equipment. It was a a weed eater, not a wheat eater, a weed eater. Because I'm a wheat eater. I love my wheat. I love my carbs. But this is a weed eater. Some people do that in this state because it is legal. Allegedly. (laughs) The Bad Boys Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, see, now they've they've changed over there. Now the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl for this year. There originally, the, there originally was the Wheat Bowl. The Wheat Bowl was an NIA bowl game that ran from 1995 to 2006. They used to have like a, a D2 bowl game in Dixie, in St. George. Now, the artist formerly known as Dixie, now Utah Tech. They used to host like a bowl game. Huh. And it would be somebody like from the RMAC playing against Dixie State every every year. They, they did it for a long time. I like the Cheese It Bowl because Which is weird as a division. It's a bowl, it was a bowl game. Yeah, that that is a little odd. It wasn't a playoff a, game to do a D two bowl game. And it might have been back to the NAIA days. Uh, I like the Cheese It Bowl because that could be one of two things. That could be the game itself or the vessel by which you also have a bunch of Cheez Its when you're watching it on the couch. Right. Doesn't quite work with Duke's Mayo Bowl because if you have a bowl of mayonnaise just laying out for your spread, that's a little, it's a little odd. It was, it was the Dixie Rotary Bowl, the Rotary Bowl that that ran from '86 to 2005. Started when they were at junior college, and then they transitioned to Division Two, 2005 to 2008. And then the bowl game was canceled 2009 season. And so, yes, they, they used to host a bowl game. Cheez-It here double dipping because they've got their own bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl and the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. That one between LSU and Purdue. Can you name the two schools that played in the Dixie Rotary Bowl when it made the jump from JUCO to NCAA Division II. Two, two, the two RMAC schools that played in the Dixie Rotary so Bowl. So, okay, so there's two RMAC schools. That played Dixie in this. That went up against Dixie. Well, actually, Dixie played in one. They hosted Western Oregon and Western Washington against blank RMAC school. And, it, and they were... This is when they made the move to D2. Dixie only played in it one time when they moved moved to D2. Then after that, they, they hosted it like any other, like the famous Potatoes Bowl in, in Boise. They, they hosted two teams that played in it. Western Oregon played an RMAC school. Western Washington played an RMAC school. Dixie played an RMAC school. But one of these RMAC schools played in it twice. So there's two RMAC schools. I'm going to guess one of them is... Current members of the conference. And they're current members. I'm going to guess one of them is the Western Mountaineers. Incorrect. Really? Right Hmm. part of the state. Fort Lewis? Fort Lewis. They they beat Dixie State in 2006, 24-14 in the Dixie Rotary Bowl. Okay. Um, The other one's Western Oregon against... The next year against blank and the same same school played back to back years. 
Oh, man. Current RMAC member. Having a really good postseason right now. Is it Colorado School it's of Colorado Mines? Colorado School of Mines. They, they, Mines lost both times. 07-08. We'll talk more about uh, Mines coming up later on. I've got, something, championship game. I've got something for them in uh, four-down territory. Oh, good, good. It might be the same thing we're thinking of. But. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. I, are there too many bowl games? I I don't think so. I mean, you look at the attendance in some, and you're like, why are they doing this again? But, um, you know, there's there's cash that gets thrown around through sponsors and things like that that, that keep those things alive. One, one of the ones I always loved to, along with, well, there was the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl back in the day, the Beefo Brady's Bowl in St. Petersburg. Uh, yeah. There's some, there was once upon a time the Salad Bowl. It was a 1950s bowl game. Oh, my God. In Phoenix called the Salad Bowl. I kid you not. 1947 to 1955. I want to see if there's like... So, doing some quick and probably wrong math, it would appear as though we've got at least 40 of the bowl games, not including like the national championship yeah. game. And the number I saw, what, are you talking about total number? Total number. 43 is what I okay. Googled. Now, that's, that sounds 43. right. I think that, I think that probably does include the national championship game. Yeah, which, but it's all, all the bowl games. All the bowl games, all of them, all at once, over 40, you know, 43. Is that too many? I mean, <laughs> the thing is, though, if you think about it, I mean, with how many schools are in the FBS... Right, so you have, uh, let's see. 130. 130, okay. So there's 130 FBS programs, 43 bowl games, and some of those are playoffs, so... Playoffs? Playoffs. So that's 84 of 130 teams that are going into or or going to find themselves in a bowl game and then you get into questions of well how much does it really matter at that point if over half of your well over half of your unit is making some sort of postseason or bowl game system you know it's it's hard to say uh, it's for you know, for a lot of guys. This is you know the only chance they'll ever get to play in a game like this, right? In, in a bowl game, I you know I I think long as their their TV networks willing to televise them, looking for the content, the bowl games uh, you, you have on as many as you want, and as long as you got schools that want to play in them, and you got people that want to you know follow their team to whatever bowl game. I mean, it was a time at, when Colorado was bowl eligible. Yeah, played in the Alamo Bowl not that long ago. Carl Durrell in the uh, COVID shortened season and got smoked, destroyed by Texas. So here's okay. One final one: the Sherabundi, the what? tart Sherabundi, tart cherry Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> I believe I'm saying that correctly. The Sherabundi Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. 
<laughs> that actual name. Not making that up. I oh still like God. I still like salad bowl. I think maybe the I, best. I like that. Might be my favorite one of, of the ones we've been talking about. All right. So on Sunday, Broncos take on the Arizona Cardinals. Russell Wilson, the the work has increased a little bit for him as he goes through the concussion protocol. Still uncertain whether or not he'll play Sunday. Looks like it still could be Brett Rippon on track to make his second start of this season the third start of his career. And here's Nathaniel Ackett on on Rippon and what he did well in that game against Kansas City and and hopefully what we'll see Sunday if he starts and plays against the Arizona Cardinals. When he comes in there and we call a uh, call a pass right out the gate and he makes a smart decision by throwing it out of bounds. Uh, then he comes back in a fourth and seventh situation, and I mean that was a dime. I mean that was an unbelievable throw. I mean we talk about tight windows in that area, throwing it over a linebacker and delivering it to Jerry. I, I mean that. I mean that is one of the hardest things to do in that situation. So um, I thought that was great by him. Uh, and then from an improvement standpoint, is let's get him out in, in practice and, and let's get him uh, back in the groove so that he can go out there and execute. So he he did a good job at the Jets. There's things that he can correct, and he knows the, that and. Uh, We'll see where he goes. All right. So Brett Rippon, as we mentioned, making could end up making his third career start. First time he'll not start against the Jets, though, in his career if he does start on Sunday. That's funny. And in you know, in that that Jets game that he that he played in, where you had Russ out with uh, with the hamstring injury, Denver they lost sixteen to nine. 225 yards in that game through a pick. And so the numbers were eh, fairly pedestrian for Brett Rippon in that one. So Sunday brings the return of former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph into That's Mile High. Right. Of course, defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, we had uh, Walter Mitchell from uh, Revenge of the Birds, the. Uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, blog on yesterday. There's a lot of talk that Vance Joseph could be done after the season in Arizona as their defensive coordinator. And he was a guy that replaced Gary Kubiak. Remember correctly, John Elway wanted, wanted Vance Joseph, felt like he was a great leader of men, had been defensive coordinator in Miami, at University of Colorado. He, he played there and, and was on the, the staff for a while. So... Vance Joseph gets hired as the Broncos head coach, you know, after replacing Gary Kubiak, after uh, Gary decided to step aside because of health conditions and, and health concerns when they went 9-7 and seven in 2017. And that began the, you know, the Trevor Simeon to Brock Osweiler to Paxton Lynch, then the Case Keenum in 2018, that he was part of that quarterback carousel for the Broncos during that stretch. He went 11 and 21 before he was fired and replaced by Vic Fangio. And since then he's been the Arizona Cardinals defensive coordinator. Uh, He was asked by the Arizona Republic about viewing Sunday's game as some sort of revenge game. Joseph saying I don't have a lot of feelings about it. It's the next game for the Cardinals. My focus is simply playing good defense and trying to get a win. It's been a long month for us, and winning is our focal point right now. That is my only focus. In regard to the Broncos' job, I'm over it. It was never a sore spot. That was a great opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. It didn't work out. 
but I wasn't the first guy, and I won't be the last. There were never any ill feelings. It was just a job, and it didn't get done, and you move on. Hmm. He says, for me, I don't revile it at all. It was a great experience. We had great people and great players to work with there, and it was a great experience. I enjoyed my moments there. I grew up there basically from college uh, at CU to being a young adult. For me, it was home. I have no sore spots there at all. Okay. Okay. I mean, I you know what, and, and I'll say it. I don't have any sore spots either. I would I, it have been, would it have been nice if Vance Joseph succeeded? Sure, but he also, he and Hackett both kind of have the deer in headlights. What what are we really doing? Yeah, what am I doing here? What's going on? What's yeah? Now I don't, because Vance Joseph was always a defensive guy, so. He was never really in charge of the offense to begin with. And we'll get to that in a moment because he was asked about that part of his time there. And and that's the thing is like, you know, they, they, the, the difficulty with Joseph was that he wasn't really going to be in charge of offensive play calling, but he was going to take over a really, really good defense. Darn near great defense. That was two years removed from a Super Bowl win. But a defense that was starting to lose some of its talent and starting right. the cracks were starting to show with, with that unit. So how do you take that unit that, like you said, is starting to wither a bit and sort of retool it to not only fit your scheme, but to make sure that your players are comfortable fitting into your scheme as well and kind of have a little bit of back and forth about what works and it just never worked. It just never played out. And the defense got ostensibly worse. The offense was never really good. And there was all the quarterback drama. And it just wasn't a good time. And I don't think I don't think Vance Joseph was the singular failure. He was not good. But he wasn't always the singular failure point of why those Broncos teams were bad. In my opinion. They were 13th in scoring defense in 2018. So, I mean, they were still... They were... It's middle of the road. Yeah. And... and, and he, But the thing you, you mentioned about the offensive side. You know, what if he would have had a really good quarterback during that stretch? Where they got really consistent, solid quarterback play. Right. He, he answered... I'm, you know, wow, I'm assuming I would have won some games. Defensively, it was right. But yeah, that's been stated numerous times. But again, that wasn't the case. It was a fast two years in Denver. I can't say it was warranted. We didn't win. They wanted to change, and I was the guy to change. That's part of being a head coach. I, I, I guess I will appreciate him not being bitter, not coming off as a bitter jerk about the whole thing. Right. That's good. But just the, the, the times where he would... Talk about how how well we practiced so well this week. I can't believe we we played so poorly, and that seemed to be always his fallback excuse. That was on, the quote on why they lost a football or why he was stunned they lost a football game. They had bad offense. They had a defense that was still okay but in decline, and he was just he was he was over his head. He was way out and over you know over his skis being the Broncos head coach. So last night you had Thursday night football. 21 to 13 win for San Francisco over uh over Seattle at the Lumen Field last night. 
Brock Purdy with a couple of touchdown passes to uh, lead San Francisco to the victory. And Kyle Shanahan had this comment. And Kyle Shanahan's seen some quarterbacks and right. some pretty good players. And, and that he's never seen a rookie like Brock Purdy said that it was unbelievable how well Purdy played. He's definitely the most poised rookie I've ever had. He's been like that since he got here. From what I hear about him in college, he was very similar starting as a freshman. He's been great. He was poised all week, even being unsure whether he'd be able to go or not. I think that was uneasy for him because he didn't know what to expect until he got into the game. But under the circumstances, we didn't have any other options. There's three games, six touchdowns, one pick. They've won three with him, three straight with him. That's pretty good. And and maybe, you know, there was the text earlier. Was that from JD? That um that wasn't from him. Uh I don't remember who it was from. Uh, unnamed texter. You know, could he be could this be another Tom Brady ish story? You know, in this case, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick of the draft. Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round. Right. Starting QB gets hurt. Comes on. In this case, it's a little different, though, because they they have Trey Lance there, who they traded up for. Yeah. Who they gave up a lot to get Trey Lance. If I'm Trey Lance right now, I'm a little little concerned about my future. Because you heard some very glowing, glowing comments there from Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. About the most composed rookie I've ever coached. Brock Purdy may be the guy they're looking for. He may be their answer. And how ironic that they get him with the last pick in the draft as opposed to the guy they traded up, you know, a a top pick as far as their answer quarterback moving forward. Uh, Let's see. Got one from uh, Die Hard this morning. Good morning, Die Hard. Don't forget the Raisin Bowl, but after losing the big money sponsors of the raisin industry, the bowl folded. And they could have got the California Raisins out there. Maybe they could have saved them. Maybe they could have performed at halftime. Or maybe or, or find some sort of Napa Valley wine sponsor or something. Exactly. Yeah. All right, 822, and it's uh, time for Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? And it is, and I'm trying to find the, the darn... There it is. Where in the world is... Carmen San Diego. Where the hell is he? Well, I can't find him. He's not hiding. I will find you. All right, your chance to win brewskis today from New Belgium Brewery High Country Beverage. Some fat tire, must be 21 or older. And if you've won the last two weeks, please set it out. First correct answer on the text line, 970-242-1340. We'll get a case of fat tire today. This is a college basketball arena for a Division I school in the Pacific Northwest, and yet they cannot crack a thousand seats inside. I think that's pretty whack. To make matters more interesting, in 2018, the arena changed its name after it was discovered the previous name was someone heavily involved in a cover-up for sex crimes. Oops. Whoa. Where in the world is Tyler France? Jeez. It came out of nowhere. All right. First correct answer wins today. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line. 970-242-1340. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little hockey with River City Sportplex. Jackson Wilson, that's next on the Jim Davis Show. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, 
Folks, folks, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays from Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. 827, Jim along with Cake today. Are there too many bowl games? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I I always find myself watching them. Even if it's two teams I don't give a rip about, I was okay. Don't forget we'll have uh, the Cure Bowl today. University of Texas, San Antonio. The Roadrunners. Program that has not been around that long that's already kind of made its mark. Taking on Troy, 1 o'clock today. We'll have the Cure Bowl right here on the Team Sports Network. Uh, do we have a winner yet for uh, Where in the World is Tyler Franzen? Surprisingly, we wow. do. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. First time winner, Luke, correctly identifying the Red Hawk Center for Seattle University up in the Pacific Northwest. And it was named after somebody that was... So, Involved here's, what again? Here, so the, it used to be called Connolly Center, named okay. after Archbishop Thomas Connolly, oh, okay. who died in 1991. Okay. However, in 2018, it was discovered that Mr. Connolly was involved in covering up sex crimes committed by another priest, Mr. Father Michael Cody. So they said, you know what? Uh, let's not have that guy's name up on our 999-seat arena. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. So they changed it to the Red Hawks. Well done, Luke. Thanks for listening today. We appreciate that. All right. We have a Jackson Wilson River City Sportplex with us. And, okay, Jackson, I, I don't know if I want to cater to Bronco Sarge's request here. Oh, I think you should. He would like you to say pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Yeah, pitter-patter, let's get at her. He'd also like you to say, you're a 10-ply, bud. Oh, a 10-ply, bud. These are easy. There you go, Bronco Sarge. That's my Christmas gift to you. My my favorite one when I'm trooping up goalies, (laughs) you know, I'm going to, hey, buddy, listen, like, you're going to have some... uh, you're going to have some sunburn on the back of your neck from how much I'm going to put the red light off on oh, you, right? We're going to light you up like a Christmas tree. That's good. That one's a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always like messing with kids when I'm coaching. I always t- yell at them that their skates are untied. They look down. You know, but that's always a classic. So I, I, I so I have to ask you this. I mean, you, you grew up in, in Arizona, right? Right. Where the hell did you get the accent, man? So a lot of, <laughs> a lot of. We call them snowbirds, right? Like guys that live in Canada, right? But they move down because you to don't come the on here and I mean, this is how you talk. This is not yeah. you doing some voice or something. No. This is how no. you talk. I mean, I've I've grown up in ice rinks. So I was five years old, so it's just kind of that. So it's yeah. yeah so it, especially in Arizona, like when you're around the rinks all the time, you end up being with all these Canadian guys. And I've done everything from, you know, working at pro shops. You know, helping helping guys like student coach, like everything. Like I've just been a student of the game, which is why I'm, you know, now a hockey director in my middle twenties. And I've just been around, you know, right. hockey so much. And you know, you could have had me in, you know, I don't know, like Mississippi, and I probably would have still be talking the same because I'm just <laughs> I'm just in the rink twenty four seven. So yeah, it's it's pretty funny, you know. Yeah, yeah I just kind of you know, it's just kind of the rink deal, and then yeah, and then watching because the I think it's cool, like it's great. I you know, but I, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, George Martin, that now he lives in Norman. He works for the University of Oklahoma. Diehard Sooner fan. Diehard Sooner. And 
he left when we were like in high school. And he came back like, you know, a year two later. And he had like the thickest oak, you know, yeah. Oklahoma accent. I mean, here, you know, he talked pretty much like you do, right. Tyler, I do. He had the kind of nondescript, pretty Western, st- Western-ish. Not, pretty you know, straight voice, yeah, nothing. No no real discernible dialect or anything like that. Right. No, I know. And it's- and he came back and, you know, you know this this really thick Oklahoma accent. And I'm like, how did this happen? You know, yeah. and but it's just you're around people, and yeah. you're around people yeah. that have have that accent, and it just kind of yeah, gets bananas. ingrained into how you talk. I have mo- like all my aunts and uncles live out in North Carolina still, so it's like when you go out and visit them, like you know the accent comes out <laughs> and stuff like that, like from the south. But no, yeah, I just kind of just kind of got the the rink voice, I guess, kind of yeah. deal, and you know, so is that a thing, rink voice? I have no idea. I just I like you know, just created. I like yeah, that. I, yeah, hey, say. <laughs> I think you seems, got a trademark that seems, there. Seems people like it. So. <laughs> are you more like Shorzy or Wayne? Which one are you more oh like? God. I mean, I know Shorzy's a hockey guy and Wayne's not, but um, in temperament. I'd like it. Because <laughs> Shorzy's Wayne, uh, Wayne. Shor- I, I'd say Wayne because, you know, I got a sheriff out there with these guys in the adult league. And right. Because, like, you know, because I kind of run it. Right. So, you know, I, I got to go out there and we you can't some- be a, You can't be a potster. No, like no, Shorzy is. I'm not. Right, you're a little bit, just a little bit, but just a, a, a if a, I a touch. If let, let's say this, if I go and play like an adult tournament or something like right. that, and I'm not at the rink that I work on stuff, I definitely lean on the spectrum towards more Shorzy a little bit right. for sure. You know, you can okay. have some more fun, get a little, you know, get you know, piss a couple more people off. But yeah, when I'm like when I'm here, you know, playing in the league in which I'm running, yeah, I gotta I gotta yeah, stay exactly your management. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can't you can't go out there, to, you know, talking smack to the everybody. Fun, and, the fun part is, you know, guys come up to me and they'll be you know mad about the refing. How's that a trip? Or you know, is it? it? And I'm I'm like, dude, I'm a player just like you right now, man. Like I, you know, I'm not a ref. Get, I don't yeah. got the stripes. So they're like, well, you're the commissioner. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, relax right now. All right, I'm <laughs> playing just like you, dude. I'm just, like, trying, to, so I'm just trying to walk you off the face off and go bar down that's all i'm trying to do come on jeez no it's a good deal though yeah so we en- we ended up we wrapped up our uh championship week for our adult leagues this week so we'll take a two-week break um for christmas and new year's um that's what be- some titles handed out last yeah night, some right? titles handed out so last night was the a league so the dangleberries defeated the fur traders so yeah <laughs> okay. okay yeah one more time no i uh, <laughs> I think that's enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't pick these names, man. So we're so my team name's clean, right? We're the High Desert Dangles, and that's a playoff of uh, Josh Eastham, who owns High Desert Dentistry. Okay. So he he bought us jerseys and everything. So my team name's Clean Jim. Okay. All right. We, and the other know, ones, uh, we're. Yeah, yeah. The last one's pretty good. The last one's Puck and Rally. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like now that. I see that one. You yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. So, all right. Okay. So, you know, no, there's there's clever ones. Best one still in our C-League, Mid-Ice Crisis. I like that. That's that really a, good. That one's a pretty solid one. And then, of course, you know, you got you got, you know, you got the Degenerates, uh, you know, Handlebar, Tap House sponsors a team. You got Handlebar. The Mishaps won the B-League there. So a lot of fun team names. So, I mean, how many leagues time. are there? So we have three leagues. We, we have our C-League, our B-League, and our A-League. We have four teams in the C, six in the B, and four in the A. So we have 14 teams in total over the course of three nights. Um, you know, so so it's super fun. So, you know, we grew it already from about um, 12 teams maybe six months ago um, to 14. And then we're looking at even possibly expanding our C-League um, 
those those guys want want to see six teams, but I'm a little. You yeah, got, you got to have a bunch of guys to have six. Yeah, season. and you can't have five because guys don't want uh, bye weeks. Right. Even, even though when it's your bye week, basically you play a team name called the Phantoms, and the Phantoms are just exactly how they sound. They're non-existent, <laughs> and the boys basically meet up and go to the bar for three hours and then go home. Yeah, and everybody wins. Yeah, and everybody well. wins, Jim. <laughs> Yeah, that you know, that's the that's the outcome that everybody's looking for in that so, case. It's a it's a good deal. It's fun. Um, more people are still kind of you know as as it is right now. A lot of people are still moving into town, like new guys and stuff. And you know, we're, so we're I guess right now, and, yeah, right now it's a good opportunity if you're listening to the program and and you're like, hey, you know, I've I've lived here a while, or I just moved here, and I, I either I played hockey or I've never played or whatever, and I like to get involved in maybe starting a team. Yeah, yeah. Or so I mean, this is the opportunity to. To reach out to you, yeah. River City Sportplex, RiverCitySportplex.com, yep. to get the, the details on how to get involved playing uh, adult hockey. Yeah, shoot me an email, jwilson at RiverCitySportplex.com. Um, information found on our website, of course, as always. We have a lot of different hockey options, right? So like, if you're a seasoned hockey player and you're just looking to get on a team um, and, and come down and play and have some fun, we definitely have you know our free agency kind of waiver wire that we have for guys. Um, if you're looking to start a team too, you got like buddies, you know, like we got a lot of people that come down from Montrose that play um, and Delta and stuff like that. We got it. We got a guy on my team from Cedar Ridge found out this. I don't know if he wanted me to share it or not, but I'm going to share it anyways. Okay. This guy's <laughs> name is Mitch. He's unbelievable. He shows me a picture. I say he drives the injured cart for the Broncos. Oh, really? He sends me a picture. It's Javante Williams' worst day and he's just on the cart. He's like, check me out. <laughs> and I'm just, you know, and I'm laughing. I'm like. Is that you driving the injury cart? He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. How do you get that gig? I have no idea. He said he's been doing it like 20, 30 years. Well, I'm just curious how how Mitch gets a gig like that. Uh, Mitch is an impressive human. Mitch is about 61 years Mm -hmm. old. And he's wheeling around out there, and he's you know he could probably he could probably take a step on me sometimes. Oh, oh yeah, oh he's this guy's this guy's legendary. It's. He's 60 years old, dropped in as a free agent, didn't tell me any bit of experience. We said, this guy's either going to be unbelievable or he's, you know, on the edge of dementia. <laughs> and uh, and we were extremely excited that he was an unbelievable hockey player. So he came in and he's playing and he's having some fun. And Mitch is a good dude, man. And I didn't even realize until last night he's showing me a picture. I'm like, why are you showing me, you know, a guy getting hurt at the Broncos game? He's like, no, 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 like, look a little closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy taking Javon. Yeah, he's the one driving the, the locker car. room. Oh, that's so funny. All right, we, we do want to mention, before we talk about some avalanche here, um, it's a holiday on ice tonight, which big, is obviously a departure from, from, from the hockey world, but uh, the figure skating event tonight is, what, $5 to get in. Uh, that starts at 6 o'clock, correct? Yeah. River City? Doors open at 540. The event starts at six o'clock tonight. Five dollars per person. It's free for kids four and under. Um, we have Santa there, so your kid can come. You know, or you can yeah. come grab a picture with Santa. Um, super exciting stuff. All the all the figure skating club has worked super hard on you know their routines and efforts and stuff like that. Um, they wrote me in to go down there and help too, so I'll, um, I'll be helping them out down there announcing and. No, I'm really excited for Sydney Ash, our skating director, and River City Skating Club down there putting on this event. Um, I expect a bunch of people down there. And, um, you know, we, we, we were always talking on here about, you know, the free flow, the beer we have down at River oh, yeah. City. Well, we've added in a it's bunch really of— It's really good. Hard, I yep. personally endorse it hardly. I, I, I love it. It's, it's, an, it's an incredible beer. We've, uh, we've added in a bunch of winter drinks now, too. 
So we have like, you know, like adult hot chocolates and, you know, peppermint, you know, like warm drinks and stuff and keep you warm while you oh, watch yeah. the, the figure so, skaters tonight. So they've been they've been really working on trying to help people out, create some new products down there. Um, and, and that's kind of what we have down at the uh, the cafe um, down there, too, which we're working on rebranding that, which that'll be fun once we roll it out. But uh, no, it's a good deal. Super excited for sitting in the figure skating crew. So if you want to come down, if you like theater, if you know you, you like you know the wife or something like that, or whoever in your family likes you know that Great sort of family stuff, event. It take, is a take really the good kids family out, event. You know, and tonight and watch it, and you can get yourself uh, you know in the holiday spirit with uh, what they're going to be doing tonight at, yep. uh, with the figure skaters. Yeah, yeah, it should be super fun. So really excited for them. That'll be a great event tonight. Uh, Avs losing to Buffalo last night. They they fell behind two nothing. Couldn't couldn't come back. Uh, last year they had like 28 such comebacks during the run of the cup. They haven't yet to do that this season, but it's tough to do when you're still shorthanded and getting Valerian Nachushkin back helps or Terry Lekkinen back helps, but they've become right now so dependent on Miko Rantanen. If, if he doesn't score, if he doesn't have a really good night on the offensive end, they're probably in trouble. I mean, carried them essentially to that win at St. Louis with the hat trick. It's it, it's you know that's a team that still is missing some of their key pieces, and it puts a lot of pressure on Rantanen to be the guy to get it done. Agreed. Yeah, and and Rantanen, he's he's had a heck of a week. I mean, you talk about that hat trick he had against St. Louis, and he's just I mean, do know, it at St. Louis, right? Right. Really impressive. Like, and, and that's and that's just the unfortunate part, right? Is like you have guys that are now kind of standing around waiting for Miko to make a move, right? And they're not, they're not joining him or creating offensive chances themselves. Um, and then as far as last night goes, yeah, I mean, they just got down early. Um, you know, Tage Thompson, who is quickly becoming one of the better goal scorers in the NHL, gets a pass in the slot in space. He's able to make one guy miss walking on the goalie and tapping in. You know, you just can't have those breakdowns um, as the Avs. Uh, McCarr made a m- mistake last yeah. night. Yeah. They mishandled a puck. And- second, second. They scored a second goal, I think, seven minutes in. And, um, you know, they're up to rip. And then now the Avs are kind of chasing the whole game from the back end. Um, you know, and, and, I was, and I was reading through some quotes and stuff, and Bednar, you know, was talking about, yeah, he had to give his – he's like he didn't like part of his lineup because they're chasing the game, so he can only – you know, he needs to throw his offensive guys out. So he can't even, you know, have a shift where here, here goes my defensive line, really. Um, I can get them rolling because they need goals. So right. he's, he's got to play Leckin and Rantanen and, um, and whoever that winger was. Yeah, let's. Uh, here's a little bit of uh, Jared Bednar from last night. Finishing obviously wasn't good enough. Their goalie was good though. Give him credit. You know, I don't think we had enough traffic to the net um, on some of our early chances. Didn't shoot the puck that well. Sleeping early. They got two in the first seven minutes. We didn't manage the puck properly. Didn't defend hard enough. Not enough intensity to our game. After the, I don't know, call it first 12 minutes of the game we start to get going things everything starts turning in our direction we just couldn't score all right there's jared bednar from uh, last night's postgame avalanche losing to the buffalo sabers a young sabers team yeah yeah i was trying to pronounce their goalie's name uh <clears throat> gosh what was it yeah you it was you take a run out of here yeah yuko pekka luka conan luka nonan Maybe. Jake, that sound good to you uh Luke Pekka Lukanen. Okay. Six foot five, twenty three year old. I, I will I'll give you guys credit for both taking a shot at it. Espoo, Finland. That's where he's from. Espoo. Yeah. 
I also should mention this whole thing. Are you uh, not taking a crack at it? No, I'm so somewhere. Were we right? You got to at least let us no, know. If we were... I, I don't know. There's a lot of K's. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna sit back and like, normally I'm the one that has to try to pronounce names, <laughs> and I slaughter them. So I'm just gonna sit back and let you guys. Uh, I thought we gave it a good shot. I, I was uh, a for effort, boys. Gave it the old a college try. I was impressed, boys. <laughs> Solid effort. Tyson Jost now member of the yeah. Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, he had Get a good it. night for him. Yeah, like he, like he. I think he had a quote too. He just said, "He just, I, I know what they want me to do." You know, like he, I guess he feels comfortable in Buffalo. He got sit on waivers from Minnesota. Buffalo claimed him before he could go to the minor leagues, and 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 Buffalo is a team, like I said, very young team. So and they he says have, there's some things that remind him about this Buffalo group yep. that you know about playing with the Avalanche. Well, the Buffalo just has a lot of young talent. What's so funny too is the Sabers actually. Ended up only dressing 19 uh, players yesterday. So in hockey, for those that are unfamiliar, every game you can dress 18 skaters and two goaltenders, right? So they had their group of 20 set up in about 10 minutes before on ice warm-up or something. They named Owen Power, former first overall pick at two drafts ago, out. He, I guess, uh, messed himself up doing his dynamic warm-up or whatever and couldn't play. And then Buffalo didn't have any guys available. They were all day-to-day. They were either sick or uh, right. injured. So they actually ended up going with 5D, five, five and you know I think that's what gave them a bit of urgency to come out super fast against the Avs. Um, but still, that's a no excuse. Uh, the Avalanche can allow that to happen. Got Nashville tomorrow night as the five-game homestand continues over at Ball Arena. Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex with us. And uh, we'll take a break, and we'll come back. We'll do four-down territory. Good deal. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. And don't forget, Holiday on Ice tonight, 6 o'clock. It's a $5 ticket, correct? Five, $5 ticket, free for four and under. Yep. All right. And that's tonight at River City Sportplex off the Riverside Parkway. All right. We'll take a break and return. Jim and Cake. It's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the Team. Welcome back, 848. You playing some Coldplay here? Maybe. I know Rome has a problem with Coldplay. I'm, there are Coldplay songs that are okay. You're, some you, of their you, newer you, stuff I'm actually pretty fond of. Yeah, that would be one of us. I think their newer stuff. Fair enough. Fair not, enough. not a huge fan of their newest stuff. Is but, Coldplay still just selling out arenas? Oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's I don't know. Kind of ridiculous. I feel like I know. I feel like we have to turn man cards in because we're talking about Coldplay, though. I just do. I feel like we should be giving some man cards All right. back or something. I don't know. I'm just telling you. And I do like. And I do like some of their their stuff. I do. It's not afraid to acknowledge that. All right. Eight forty nine. Jim, along with Cake Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, with us. Let's get, let's let's move on. Get in before the pile starts really ripping us. Uh, let's get into some four down territory. We're into four down territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. All right, I know if you caught last night's Thursday night game with San Francisco getting the victory last night over Seattle. Had another really, really weak week, roughing the passer penalty last night. Hey. The the call on Nick Bosa when he takes down Geno Smith. Just as Geno lets the football loose. 
Bosa's there, wraps him up, takes him down, doesn't drive him into the turf. He throws a, throws a pick six on that play. Gets waved off because they call rough in the pass for Nick Bosa. I'm sitting there watching it going, that's an absolutely dreadful call. Didn't body weight him. Didn't hit him late. I would just start going, so... And then you got that feeling well, last night from, from Michaels and and from, um, of course, Kirk Kirk Street last night. I'm kind of like, what? That That's a roughing the passer penalty? Bad call last night. And it didn't hurt him. He ended up you know winning last night, but still, it was... That would have been game, set, match. Would have been over with on that pick six. They they need to figure this out before playoffs. If they, they do. If, if they don't figure this out before playoffs, something bad's going to happen, and the NFL's not going to look great. Yeah, it's no. You, you don't want guys to get cheap shot, but come on. Physicality's part of the game. It's football. All right, second down. NBA is implementing what uh, might be known as the Andrew Wiggins rule. The uh, league announcing yesterday that voting for the uh, this uh, upcoming NBA All-Star Game starters begins on December 20th. But fans will only be able to do so on the NBA app or NBA.com. Fans will also be limited to one ballot each day, though there will be six specifically designated days where votes can count up to three different times. And so marks a change from years past where fans could vote over Twitter by tweeting or retweeting the hashtag, hashtag NBA vote. And the, the method was... You know, let some bizarre voting developments, such as no-name players almost earning starting nods. And the reason it's the Andrew Wiggins rule, because last year, Golden State forward Andrew Wiggins actually started in the All-Star game, thanks in part to a music star who mobilized his fans to vote for Wiggins over Twitter. A, a K-pop star was the one that got people to vote for Andrew Wiggins. And he did start in the All-Star game when eh, probably didn't deserve to start in the All-Star game. It's about who you know. Exactly, or your (laughs) your influence on social media. Not what you know, it's who you know. All right, third down, Denver Broncos media writer Eric DeLala. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I think it's right. He he works for the Broncos. Works for the Broncos and their website. He dropped this little interesting tidbit about a new member of the Broncos practice squad. Outside linebacker. Wyatt Ray has some pretty famous relatives. He is the grandson of Nat King Cole and the nephew of Natalie Cole. Wow. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So I thought I saw that. That was pretty interesting. And then fourth down. What? I don't know who these people <laughs> are. You don't know Nat King Cole? I don't know if it's because I'm 26. I'm over here looking I'm at Jim. I know. I'm like, oh, I like I, the whole open palm. I'm like, what? He's like, uh, uh, who's, who's this, who is this Nat King Cole that you speak of? If you listen to any Christmas music at all, Jackson, you'll know who. Oh, I know. A, a, a tremendous vocalist from like the the 40s and 50s. Okay. And okay. In the 50s and 60s, actually, he lived uh, 1965. I'm just trying to learn, guys. I'm just trying to learn. I believe, it's all good. I believe first African American to host a network TV special. Oh, wow. that sounds right. In the case of Nat King Cole. Wow. Yeah, tremendous vocalist back in the 50s and 60s. I'll, I will have to do some research. That's okay. It's, it's okay. It's all good. It's like. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? <laughs> All right, and then uh, and fourth his daughter down. was a really, really successful singer as well. Yes. Fourth down, the Walton Penner Ownership Group made a donation of $100,000 to Colorado School of Mines Foundation that would help offset costs for students traveling to Texas 
for the D2 National Championship game. So props to the Walton Penner group. Good job. For, uh, Good job. For cool. sending those nerds to Texas. So. And I guess I'll say best of luck to Mines tomorrow. It's, I'll as, say it. As a, as a Maverick alum, it's a little hard, but I want what's best for the conference. and I want what's best you know. for the state of Colorado football. Yeah. For the go. love of all that's right in this world. Yeah. It's prime time. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. Don't think Coach Prime will probably be there. Probably though. not. Probably. See you at the basketball game? Oh, yeah, where they, they flipped yeah. the switch they and went did. out and smoked CSU? Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> he, gets, he gets a portion of the, the victory there, I believe. That, that hurts I think he does. Ram, what you just said. Yeah, he, they, well, he did. they just smoked him, man. They, I know. I, they crushed him. It was knocked it's Like one of the worst losses in... Uh, in in that the in that history of that rivalry, please, please, Jim, give me I'm more sorry. stats. I'm sorry. <laughs> since I'm World just, War II, I'm just here. Yeah, since, thank you. I'm just here to report. Uh, that's just the only. Report. That's the only. Hey, listen, CSU basketball made the tournament last year. That was big. Deal they'll for be us. fine. Yeah, I Isaiah agree. Stevens back. They're, they'll be fine. I like that team. They'll that's be just fine. Team. All right, Jackson. Always appreciate it, man. Thank you. Um, we're off next Friday. So yeah. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, enjoy your time. Show up. up, just start banging on the door. Well, we we won't be here. You can stand out there and bang on the door all day. <laughs> we won't be here. But uh, make sure you don't miss uh, Holiday and Ice tonight, six o'clock, River City Sportplex, Hour Three, coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network.